I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, family. Thank you for tuning in all around the world to today's extremely special and inspirational um, time with us on Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright, of course. Oh, my goodness, you are in for a treat. My special guests. (laughs) primarily one of them is going to be speaking but my special guests joining me for today have literally become a global phenomena their story is so redemptive it's so inspirational there's a real god story behind it literally um they you're, you're going to hear the story but they bring joy to millions of people every day and change lives just with love it's just beautiful how the Lord has taken them and just brought something so incredibly special and well-changing out of their relationship. So it is my joy, my absolute joy to welcome into today's conversation with me Courtney Dasher and probably the most famous dog in the world, Tuna. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm already crying. Oh, Hello, how are you? I'm so good. It's so good to have you on. And look, honestly, like I said to you before we started, before we came on air, literally Jesus and Tuna got me through lockdown. (laughs) Hi, Tuna. Hi, Tuna. Oh, my goodness. Look at that face. (laughs) The face that brings joy to millions. (laughs) This is nap time, so he's like definitely gonna fall asleep. Plus, he has narcolepsy tendencies, so oh, does he? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, what I wanted to start with you, Courtney, was to just ask you to give us some of the backstory. I mean, obviously, where you are now is that you know Tuna has a following of what, like over two hundred, two and a half million people on social media. Yeah, combined. Yeah, he combined. Million on Instagram, and then. um he has over 2 million on Instagram, but then he has about 400,000 on Facebook. So, Oh my goodness. It's just incredible. And I know that you've like been on uh, breakfast television, you've been on the BBC, you've been featured yeah. in the New York times and there's just, the list goes on. I mean, your media presence is astounding, <laughs> like what the Lord's done. But I wanted to start at the beginning because I know you, you have such, you're, you're a deep woman of faith and a deep woman of love. You just love people and it's inspirational. And so, and now obviously even Tuna has a mandate on him from the Lord. So you can, I'd love you to share about that as well, but can we start, like, where did it begin for you? How did you actually meet the Lord? Yeah. So I um, met the Lord on February 15, 2003, and um, I'm 19 years old in my faith now, which is insane to say out loud, but it's Mm. been such a journey. Um, When I came to faith, it was a radical conversion and I used to share my testimony all the time because it's one of those testimonies that are just wild, like involves drugs and like feeling like I'm going to hell, all these other things. But um, Mm. it was, it's so beautiful how when I gave my life to Jesus, I asked Holy Spirit to come in and I felt him like come into my body and it was crazy. And I I looked at the pastor who was leading me through the prayer and I said, 
is this going to be different? And he said, life-changing. And it really instantly was life-changing for me. So um, I came to faith when I was 21 in college. And, you know, it was interesting being a new believer at university because all my friends didn't um, have a relationship with Jesus. And so it was just kind of navigating uh, a way of loving and being present in their life and not just abandoning them for my new faith. And the Lord spoke to me through the scripture and Mark, a couple areas of the gospel, but it says that um, when Jesus was hanging out with like the tax collectors and the sinners, um, the Pharisees questioned why he was doing that. And he said, I tell you, a physician isn't for the healthy, but for the sick, I haven't come to call the righteous, but essentially those that need to know me. And right. it was impressed on my heart very early on. Like I am called to those that don't know Jesus. And mm. I am just going to be present by how I love them. And that's going to be, I think how God's going to use me. So that's where it yeah. began. Wow. So is that, <laughs> look at his face. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Look at that. Oh my goodness. He's so cute. <laughs> so, so when you got filled with Holy Spirit, is that where the love came into your heart for people? Do you think like you received some of the Lord's love for everybody? Yeah, I, I think it was amplified because I always have loved people. So like that has always been my heartbeat. Um, I've mm -hmm. had um, just a heart for the underdog, which mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense, you know, fast right. forward. But um, mm -hmm. I think for me, when I when I look back, BC is what I say is like, I definitely loved people and I loved them mm -hmm. well, but I was super self centered also. And so it was more, I think, of a way to be liked and accepted the way I loved people. It was like, oh, look how wonderful I am. Um, but it was really all about me. Whereas when I became a follower, like I went down to the bottom um, very quickly. And wow. just uh, as my husband prayed last night, like, Lord help Courtney love naturally, supernaturally more and more because yeah. it's something that is natural, but it also, I think is important that it is supernatural to love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the most important thing, isn't it? It's what everybody craves is an experience with the love of God, really, to be loved, to be seen, to be valued, you know, and it's, I remember when I was listening to your testimony the first time, and you said that you repeatedly over and over, you kept praying, Lord, use me to mm -hmm. love people, use me to change the world. Yeah. That was it, wasn't it? I mean, and he has, <laughs> but just not in the way you expected. <laughs> not at all. It's interesting, because um when I, when I first became a believer, you know, people were coming into my life and I started to get really involved in ministry and I had such a heart for women. And so mm -hmm. I thought I was going to be like the next Beth Moore. And I used to literally rehearse in my bathroom. I thought I was going to be like this, this like new younger version of her. And, um, and cause no one can be a Beth Moore. She's wonderful. <laughs> but, She's amazing. Uh, yeah. she is. And so, um, so I used to say to the Lord, like, please use me to change the world. And I thought that the platform was going to be with women. And, um, and what's so interesting is that when I felt called to LA a couple years later, and I'm not in the industry, I, you know, nothing, it wasn't related to the business in LA, but, um, 
I remember God inviting me to live out there after I had visited my best friend for a week and I did not want to go. I was living in Atlanta. I had a very comfortable life there. Um, again, I was doing so many ministry things and the Lord told me right before he confirmed me going to LA, he told me to stop doing all ministry. And it was like a shock to me because I was like, what? I'm, I'm a leader. I do all of the elite Bible studies and I'm involved in so many ministries and Holy Spirit said no more. And I was like, oh gosh, what, like, does he not want to use me anymore? And I thought that I was going to go out to LA to save LA like that. That's what I told people. I'm like, oh, God's going to bring me out there to introduce everyone to him. And that's not what happened. <laughs> like it's, I really believe God invited me out there to um, just refine me and um, prune me in a way that I had never been. And it was really to mature my faith. Um, and it was, it was hard. Like I call it the, I call it like my dark season because I feel like my lights went out. Um, oh wow really I, yeah I was really joyful and I was that girl that if you met me I just I wanted to love you really well and mm -hmm. Jesus was always a part of that conversation um, but then when I got out to LA I tried that for a while and it it's just maybe the atmosphere in LA or just God like you know asking me to get low um because I thought that I was the one that was going to be saving people. And I feel like the Lord was like, no, we have some work to do with you first. So that was around the time I got to not interestingly enough. And In the dark time where you, where you just felt spiritually like really dry. Yeah. Very dry. Very <laughs> apathetic. Um, I was still going through the motions, you know, I was really trying to read my Bible and, you know, talk about Jesus to everyone I could, but I am a very authentic person. And so because of that, um, I was really noticing that I was, I was missing who I once was in my zeal, but I didn't realize that God was actually inviting me to become a new person. And like that, that girl needed to go because that girl was becoming, um, pretty self-righteous and legalistic. And I, I wouldn't have identified it at the time. I was like, no, I just love the Lord, but actually um, in hindsight, I think God was like really refining me in a way that it was more authentic. Everything about my faith was authentic because if I was going to go through a hard season, I had to be refined. And so that's profound. So you were actually comparing your current self to your previous self. Yeah, I um, was like, I, wow. I used to be so like joyful and so on fire for Jesus, you know, like all the, even the Christianese of the, the context. Right. Being a good Christian and traditional Christian. Yeah, expression. Yeah. Yes. And um, when, when that girl started to become like the memory and I wanted to get her back, mm. it, it was a, it was a really hard season of just God reminding me like that almost like new wineskin, you know, wow. like, old yeah. wine, like that's gotta go. Yeah, you think this is working, but it's not going to work much longer. And you don't really understand the why, but trust me in it. And I had a really hard time trusting him because what I was interpreting it as is um, I wasn't a good enough Christian anymore. And God was going to just discard me like I wasn't effective. I wasn't impactful. And a friend of mine said something that really um, 
change my perspective. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about tuna to make more, mm. more sense. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question about tuna in a minute. Yeah, but I'm so interested because I think this is so helpful for people because so so often we'll judge ourselves, we will observe ourselves and we'll decide how well we're doing, right? When actually we're supposed to be looking at Jesus, walking, like you said, that, that by grace, increasingly entrusting him to flow through us in a, so that we've, it's an authentic expression rather than an effort. We can so easily tip into striving, right? To, to be, the, the aspiration is, is right but actually that it's we, we go into work so easily we can burn out can't we trying to be the best version of christianity that we can be i think that's so profound okay so in the middle of you going through that massive transition within yourself you met tuna yeah. <laughs> so tell it because it's clearly a god story look at that <laughs> yes so tell us how you met tuna because tuna is obviously inspirational in himself right he is and he's adorable so that that's a yes so basically um I felt called to LA and um I lived with some girls for the first year and then um they were going to be moving to other places and so I um was going to move into the guest house of the home we were living in and I never lived alone I'm a huge extrovert and so a friend of mine said to me have you considered adopting or fostering a dog and I didn't even know that that was an option because where you know I grew up there were backyard breeders so I didn't know that you could foster or adopt and so that was a new concept so I would go to a farmer's market after church every Sunday and that particular Sunday um, there was a woman showing some pets for adoption and um, I walked around and I, I saw one dog and she said he was spoken for and so I walked around and the record stopped. When I saw Tuna, I mean, he was like a four month old puppy. He was shivering it on an oversized jumper and he was just like, like oh. his face was down. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's his story? And she told me, and um, you know, he was found on the side of the road near San Diego and he was really insecure. And I remember just immediately knowing like, oh, I can love him back to health. Like that was like mm -hmm. my I could love this little dog back to health really well. Um, and so the actual story of getting tuna is such a God story, but it's a long story. Um, I will tell you this. What was really cool is that I wasn't able to foster him for the full week, which is what you're supposed to do is like take him on a Sunday and then return him on a Sunday so that he's shown again for adoption. And um, I was going up to Carmel to visit family um, and so I had to return him. And as I was driving, I pulled off in Santa Barbara and I called his rescuer and I said, I love this little dog, but I don't think that I'm ready to have him yet. I have like a social life and a job and I, you know, I'm pretty involved. And she tells me this analogy. She's like, I hear you. She goes, um, think of it like this when a husband and a wife, they, know that they want to have children, but they want to do all of these things prior to having the baby. So they want to make sure they have enough financial stability and they want to travel and they want to just do things. And right. she goes, but then the wife gets pregnant unexpectedly and they have the baby and the baby changes their life. And when she said that, I remember feeling like that was a prophetic statement. She wasn't a believer necessarily, but I was just like, 
baby changes your life. Okay, so this dog is going to change my life. But I didn't think to the capacity of, of which he has changed my life and how God has used him to change wow. my life and other people's lives. So that was what was extraordinary about just the word that she, like how she chose in her language to say that to me because mm -hmm. I thought, okay, like this dog's going to change my life. I don't know what that means. And I didn't think it had mm -hmm. anything to do with like God. Right. But you just knew it. It was, it was just yeah. the word was weighty for you. Yeah. So she said, listen, if it, um, if it's supposed to rain on Sunday and if it gets rained out, the farmer's market gets rained out um, or he doesn't get adopted, would you like to, to have another go for another week um, with fostering him? And I said, absolutely. And I'm driving back. I was up in San Francisco at that point because I'd gone up and I was driving back and it was downpour raining. And you know, I'm about to get into LA and it doesn't really rain in LA. If mm. you've ever been there, it's not like a mm. common thing. And um, the next morning she called me first thing and she said, the farmer's market got rained out. And would you like to take Tuna for another week? And that was over Christmas. And so he was my Christmas present. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That oh my goodness. Gift. That's the way I, I would describe that is I felt like God really gave him to me as a gift. Yeah, he was a little rescue. Oh my goodness. Because I know he's an ambassador for rescues now as well, isn't he? That's he part is. of his purpose. Yeah. It's so yeah. extraordinary. The way you're stewarding the platform is just amazing. Okay, so tell me, so then, so you had Tuna. Yeah. So how, how did then things blow up with him? You started to put him on Instagram. What happened? Yeah, so I just started posting for fun because... Um, because yeah, he's so cute <laughs> yeah because he's so cute so he was he was born in 2010 and, and that's when Instagram was conceived and then um the following year uh friends were like Courtney join because back then you know it was more about the arts like it was photography and design and um there were no such thing as influencers and so I didn't I was an interior designer that's my trade and so I considered it, but, and I didn't want to make anything about me because I didn't have Facebook or Twitter or anything at the time. And so I thought, you know what? I've had tuna for a year. I have a collection of photos and his teeth had grown in because when I first adopted him, he didn't even have teeth. So that was a surprise. <laughs> and, um, and so I just started posting one a day and immediately people were just, just taken with him and just, thought that like he was so funny and made them laugh and brought them joy and I remember committing like okay this is going this platform is going to be about tuna and bringing people joy so I called it the daily tuna special um that was the like hashtag but my last name before I got married was Dasher so it, my handle was Dasher like the reindeer and I just posted photos of tuna and then um I think it was like a day or two before he went viral um, my friend, wow, from your first post? No, no, no. So this is oh, a year oh, later. Oh. I'm sorry. Contact. Right, right, so, right. There was a period of time. Yep. A friend okay. of mine who's brilliant in marketing called me and he said, he referenced another dog on social media that had about 130,000 followers. And at the time that was massive. And um, mm -hmm. he said, do you know who this dog is? And I said, yeah. He goes, Tuna's going to be that. You need to change your handle about to make it about Tuna. And I said, you know, Steve, that's so interesting. You should say that because I, um, I just thought like yesterday that I wanted to change it to tuna melts my heart because 
I saw someone say like, he melts my heart and tuna melt is like a really right. one of my words. Right. And so I changed it. And then I think it was the very next day he went viral. And um, oh. that's another cool God story, but to, to condense it, Instagram featured him on their personal account, three photos in one. And um, I didn't even know Instagram had an Instagram. So that was a shock because that evening, um, prior to him going viral, I was talking to my dad on the phone and he said, Courtney, you should um, sell t-shirts with Tuna's face on it. And I only had 8,500 followers at the time, which again was a lot, but not enough to sell merchandise. You know, mm -hmm, right, like, right, right. I don't think that highly of myself. So, um, so I get off the phone and I, I go to my girls group, which was just a group that my friend and I started for girls that um, it, it wasn't a faith-based group, but it was to talk about growth as like women, growth in community, and then growth mm -hmm. in faith. And so because me and Sarah were believers in Jesus, you know, that was going to come out in all conversation. And then, you know, all the girls really did, you know, come to faith in one way or another over the course of those several years. But anyway, it was beautiful that it was a part of that group that this happened in because I charged my phone when I arrived and 30 minutes later, I went to check it. And I had a text from my friend's ex-boyfriend that said, Tuna's famous 15K. And I wrote, ha ha ha, he has 8,500. And he screenshot it and it said 15K. And then I refreshed it and it said 16K. And so that night, me and my girlfriends were not talking about our normal <laughs> conversation. We were just refreshing my <laughs> Watching it going it go. Oh, it was just crazy. It was just like up and up and up. And so, wow. uh, so that was at 8 p.m. in the evening. And by 8 a.m., he had quadrupled in following and had 32,000. Oh, my so, goodness. Oh, my goodness. One of the things I, I love the way you're stewarding the platform, because clearly you are an influencer now, you know, but but behind it all is the heart of God, right? Through your relationship with him. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love how one of the things that you share in the platform is that Tuna helps people to understand that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. And actually true beauty is shining from within. Yes. And I just thought, oh my goodness, that's so beautiful and so powerful because you're just validating people's uniqueness, aren't you? And the, the core value of everybody. Absolutely. And I think something that I have to remind myself of often is that that has been my biggest insecurity in life is believing that I am beautiful. And so like people can tell me that, but it's really, it's mm. just been um, a hard thing for me to receive. And so I mm. feel like God is even used tuna to minister to me about that just where you know he told he spoke to my heart once about how true beauty captivates our hearts and not just our eyes and mm -hmm. um brilliant and i think it's so that is so true and so beautiful about like even how he's used this unconventional looking dog with a shrivel neck and you know a funny overbite to really bless people in knowing that they are they are so loved and they are you know very beautiful in all of the ways that may not be conventional and that's mm -hmm. how God sees us like we are just so loved and so adored by him 
So yeah, it, it, it oozes out of you, honestly, Courtney. It really does. And I, and it, and it, you can. I mean, he just brings joy. As soon as you see him, he brings <laughs> joy. And the fact you've been able to put additional meaning in there, you know, it's such an unconventional. It's so God's so out of the box, isn't he? We put him into these. Okay, so Christianity needs to be expressed like this, you yeah. know, in our boxes of understanding. And he's just blown the box with you. And just reached so many people and changed like so many lives. It you must just love it, like getting all the communications in and seeing the impact it's having. It's crazy because when he went viral in the media six months later after he first, you know, increased in followers. When he became um, a celebrity. It, well, you know, you know. <laughs> You have you don't use the c exactly. word. Okay. <laughs> don't want to ruin his character. <laughs> exactly. We got to keep him low, like I said. <laughs> Humble. So, um, I I just basically I said to the Lord, like, is this how you're using us to change the world? And then in humility, I realized um, that we're not being used to change the world, but we're being used to change people's days throughout the world. Because he went viral mm. in newspapers it it was first in um the uk and then south korea and in brazil and israel and it was all over just the story of this little dog who had gone viral and you know god has taken us on such a cool journey throughout the whole time of me having him but i remember my friend Catherine during my dark season she um she was guest speaking at uh, our church and she was telling the story of how jesus um, asks the disciples to feed the 5,000, you know, in, mm -hmm. in the title, it says Jesus feeds 5,000, but he actually, if you read that closely, he says to the disciples, bring me what you have. And they're tempted to, to go into town. Like she used it, like go into whole foods and buy the choice foods and the best right. wine. And he says, no, bring me what you have. And she said that a lot of times it's our temptation to stand in the back and to just with our like smelly, fish and our moldy loaves and be like, nope, you can't use this God. And God's like, come forward, bring me what you have, because I'm going to feed 5,000 and then some. And what's really, really cool. I just have to share this one part is um, when I decided to leave my job in interior design to take this full time, I had a mentor who was a professional mentor. She wasn't a believer, but she's like my kindred spirit. And she just she loves talking about God with me. And um, we went to dinner and she said to me, she goes, Courtney, um, you are spreading the gospel through your Instagram. And again, she's not a follower of Jesus. And, and I said, mm -hmm. what do you mean? And she goes, well, think about it. She goes through your Instagram, you're reaching um, Jewish people, Muslims, Christian, young, old, rich, poor. And she said, if your faith was just, if your account was just about your faith in Jesus, you might reach 5,000. That's what she said. You might reach 5,000, but you're reaching hundreds of thousands. Cause at the time, that's what I had. And she goes, this is your ministry. And I literally, God could not have sent a more perfect person to say that to me, because if it was any of my Christian friends, I just wouldn't have really received it. But to have her say that to me, just again, it was just around that time that Catherine had shared about feeding the 5,000 of just like, yeah. he's not just going to conventionally reach Christians because Jesus didn't come to reach the religious people. He came 
to make those that need him new creations. And so Mm -hmm. I just believe that's how God used this platform is to really show his heart for others just by loving a dog and loving people through the platform. And we've had so many opportunities to do that. And I'm so grateful that he's chosen me to do it. (laughs) Oh, honestly, (laughs) he's amazing. Honestly, you are inspirational. And that's actually, I just felt when you shared that then, um, bring me what you have. Mm -hmm. That's a word for people. That's very powerful. You know, whatever is in our hands to bring it to Jesus and just watch what he does. Watch the multiplication that happens. Look at, you know, like he's done with you. You brought him tuna. (laughs) You know, you brought him tuna and he's gone. Okay, let's have some amazing fun with this. And bless people, you know. fun with this because it's that's the thing I think that again when I thought that I was going out to LA to save LA God's like no that is not that's not the plan that's not what I actually have for you and so I think as followers we think that we know what God is doing or we know ourselves better than God so we're like this is how he's going to use us and it's usually it's so upside down but in such a brilliant, beautiful kingdom-like way. And I'm so thankful. Like the pressure just feels so off that it's like, you know, some people are called to really minister in like a bold way, but I feel like there has never been a release on my account for God to say, Courtney, I want you to start posting Bible verses. I want you to be really bold. Um, He invited me in 2020 to create another account called Tuna Loves Grace, which my daughter's name is Grace, but again, a play on words. And that's where I've shared more about faith Mm. and have gotten bold. But um, it was an invitation to invite people over. And a lot of people... um, encouraged that and said thank you for not making this account about your faith and for you know giving people the option and that's what it is knowing Jesus too right like we have an invitation to I stand at the door of your heart and knock and if you let me in and so it's like people can choose to let him in and it changes everything when they do and if they don't then in their time I think that they will and that's the thing I hope people come over to tuna loves grace and Mm -hmm have different encounter with him yeah. right and they get to know the woman behind the scenes you know yeah. that your heart and what the motivation you know what's driving all that you're doing in life is is God's love and you, you love so well I mean it is inspirational I love it I was thinking when you were talking like you know um the words of Francis of Assisi preach the gospel and use words if you have to you know, just shine Jesus, like just shine Jesus. And that's what you do. Oh, Courtney, I could talk to you forever. Oh my goodness. You were such an inspiration. And thank you. Thank you both for coming on the show today. Thank you for sharing your precious tuna with us just for this half an hour and for being such an inspiration and just, you know, letting, letting the Lord lead your life. And thank you for being on. Thank you for having us. Right, team? You said yes. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go to bed now oh my goodness oh my goodness this has got to be one of my top favorite conversations i've ever had on this show oh and thank you guys for for all tuning in today and being with us and we pray that you have the most amazing weekend yeah just take that word literally whatever is in your hands just bring it to the lord see what he's going to do with it yeah the the the, yeah see see how he's going to multiply that little tiny humble thing that's in your hands (laughs) in the hands of a great big god 
bless you guys have an amazing week look forward to being with you again next monday god bless hi if you really enjoyed today's show and you want to go deeper with jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have then i have a present for you a free gift if you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very, very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord, um, but also I'm going to take you there as well. So it's an activation. So yeah, so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed.